I'd like to not have to rely on my investments for living expenses in retirement. I would rather my investments, my 401ks, the, my retirement savings to be there for for travel and enjoyment and and not to make ends meet. So that's what's important to me, but I know it's different for everybody. It's time for the Making Money Podcast with financial advisor, Lee Perkins. Thanks for joining us on the Making Money Podcast. Another episode coming for you today, and we have a good one. We're talking wedding loans. Have you heard about this? This is a new trend in the wedding industry that we will talk about. I'm sure Lee has some thoughts on that. And then also, we're talking about your final decade of of working and what you need to be focused on in terms of getting prepared for retirement. So a lot to come on the show. Let me bring in Lee, who is the co-host on this episode and every episode of the Making Money Podcast. How are you, Lee? I'm doing well, Ben. How are you? How's How's the pregnant wife? How's that going? She's good. She's good. We uh we have actually two weeks when this episode is recorded. Two weeks from today is the due date. So countdown is on. Yeah, I mean it. You know, it's it's been a learning experience. Obviously, our first child, but you know, this whole idea that at this point it could come at any time, and that's what I'm trying to like prepare myself for. You know, I have that due date in mind, but you know, on the weekend, you know, last weekend I went down and watched a football game in South Carolina, and I was just thinking. This seemed like it, you you're know, living da- you're living dangerously. My friend. <laughs> that's what I thought eight months ago. This seemed like, you know, three weeks out. That's you know pretty comfortable to have time. But now that I'm in the moment, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It's risky. But thankfully, we got through the football game and everything's been going well. So I appreciate good, you good. asking. It's going to be, yep. be changing things here soon. Absolutely. What's the one piece of advice you'd give me? Get as much rest as you can before the baby comes. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that a lot. I think that's just something I'm going to have to just deal with when I get to. I don't think you can prepare for that really, can you? No, nope, you can't. You cannot. Well, let's get right into uh, today's episode because I think this first headline topic is one that we might spend a little extra time on uh, because we like to react to what's going on in the news and kind of how it affects you and maybe your investments and your portfolio. But one thing that's been happening recently that has been affecting finances and long-term planning is the idea of wedding loans. Apparently there's this new trend. Lee, I don't know if you've heard about this, but people are taking out loans to pay for their wedding, right? Big loans that are fluctuating between 5% and 36% interest rates, depending on who that applicant is. Is there anything about this that's a good idea? There is absolutely nothing about this that's a good idea. I've heard of this I haven't seen anybody personally do this or know of anybody who's personally done it, but I think it's a terrible idea. Borrowing money for a wedding is just bad because here's the deal. A wedding typically doesn't sneak up on somebody, so you've got usually six months, nine months, a year, or even 18 months of an engagement to plan, and usually you, you got to set a budget, and man, going and Borrowing money at 36% interest, those are payday loan type interest rates. So I would tell you to stay away from that. Typically what we see is some of my clients want to take out big chunks of their retirement to fund a wedding for their son or for their daughter. That's a better option than the probably the payday type wedding loan that, that we're talking about here. But it's still not the best option because I don't want a retiree or a pre-retiree to sacrifice their their future retirement for a wedding, which is going to last one day. 
There are going to be some nice pictures. But if you talk to people who've been married for 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years, they would probably tell you they wish they would have spent less on it. That's my opinion. And, and Ben, I won't put you on the spot and ask you because no, your, I, your wife I, may, may, may I, listen to this podcast. I'll answer that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, and we haven't really discussed it specifically, but I think we both kind of felt, we went into it as a, with the approach of, hey, let's, we want to have a, a good wedding, a good experience. We want everybody to celebrate and have a really good time. We want it to be a really good party, right, for us and for our family and friends. So, but we also kind of knew, hey, we there's some things we just can't do, right? I mean, we have to have a limit on where we are. But I would definitely agree that there's probably things that we could say, you know, what we could have cut back on, maybe one less food item, or you know, maybe a few less drink options, or whatever it was to bring that budget down a little bit. Because yeah, I mean, after the fact, you don't think about, you're not really remembering all the stuff that you paid for. It's more the the connections, the memories those vows that you made, that's all the stuff that you take away from a wedding. It's not really all the stuff you spend money on. You got uh, it. So yeah, I mean, I think taking that back a little bit would have been fine for us. Yeah. I, I, I blame social media a lot for this because, right. you know, there's always this pressure to have the greatest wedding and these destination weddings that people are expected to pay for. That's crazy. Save your money and put that on a down payment on a house. <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, I guess the other part of that is when you take this loan out on your wedding, you're really putting yourself kind of behind the eight ball going into your wedding, right? I mean, because there's so many other expenses you have coming up between maybe buying a new house or you still have these car loans or student debt, or maybe you're planning to have a baby soon, right? You don't want to put yourself in a bad position to start because that can really, you know, hamper your wedding and, and your uh, your relationship. You got it. It really can. And it financial worries, money, money matters are the number one cause of divorce. And so you sure don't want to start out on the wrong foot. And I think borrowing money for a wedding is a, that is starting out on the wrong foot. Well, that's apparently a trend out there, but as Lee says, think twice before you decide to make that decision. Uh, at least get some feedback from other people to get some idea of whether or not it's worth it. We don't think it is, but you know, you got to maybe hear it for yourself from somebody close to you but uh, something to consider when you're getting married. So some good information there, and I appreciate the reaction to that headline. Uh, but on the other end of the spectrum is towards the end of retirement. And that's our big topic today is getting into the final decade of your work and your career and things that you need to be keeping in mind as you get ready for retirement. The first thing that we're going to hop into, and, and maybe this isn't even a 10-year period, right? I mean, more, more maybe you think of this more of a two or three-year period, but things you need to be looking at as you're winding down your work career and getting close to retirement. So the first thing, Lee, is to decide what's important to you. Yeah, I think that's really important because retirement looks different for everybody. Some people want to retire early. Uh, maybe they want to live on less money and just have a simple retirement. Some people want to work longer. They, they've got more lofty goals in retirement, maybe more extravagant traveling that they want to do. So it's really a personal choice. So there's not a right or wrong answer. But how you answer those questions is going to have a big determination on what you need to do in preparation for retirement. And so if you're somebody that's going to move and buy a beach house or do something like that, then you've got a goal that you've got to work towards. And that may mean you got to put in a few extra years to make that happen. To me, I would rather have a kind of a more simple retirement. I'm, I'm trying to simplify things in my life at this stage. I'll be 50 coming up soon. I want simplicity in my life. And so I would rather have everything paid off, have very minimal monthly living expenses. And 
I'd like to not have to rely on my investments for living expenses in retirement. I would rather my investments, my 401ks, my retirement savings to be there for for travel and enjoyment and and not to make ends meet. So that's what's important to me, but I know it's different for everybody. Yeah, but understanding what's important to you and how you want to spend your retirement is the first step because you can't really have your plan in place and decide how to get there if you don't know where you want to go. Uh, number yep. two on this list of things you need to be kind of keeping in mind of heading into retirement is knowing the numbers, understanding the income, right? So important. And and I'm a numbers guy. And it's amazing. I meet people all the time who come in and tell me they're going to retire in three months or six months. And the first thing I'll ask them is, okay, well, tell me about how much you spend every month. And sometimes they don't have a clue. And to me, this is like a foundational piece of information that you need to know. You've got to know how much money that you spend because pretty soon you're going to be living on less when you're in retirement, most likely. And so you've got to know those numbers, know what your income is, know what your expenses are, and then know if there's going to be a gap, how you're going to fill that gap. Are you going to fill that gap with withdrawals from from what you've saved, or are you going to get a part-time job? So know the numbers before you make the decision to retire. And been one of the things I tell people all the time, and I think I've only had maybe one or two people take me up on this, is to live for one year, one year prior to retirement, live for that year on just what your retirement income is going to be. And if you can make it, you're ready to retire. And if you can't, you may want to delay retirement or make some kind of changes in your expenses. So I think that's a, a great tip that very few people will take me up on. Yeah, that seems kind of a difficult thought. Oh, I got to cut. Why well, cut back now if I don't have to? But I guess in terms of getting yourself prepared, you know, it's important to kind of practice because you can make a few mistakes during that year period, I guess, and and still be in better better situation and scenario when you get to the retirement. Absolutely, and you can save all the money that you're not spending if you're just spending the what you're going to have in in retirement. You should be saving a lot of money and throw that in your emergency fund. You'll be glad you did. That's good advice. That leads us to also to uh, kind of the same line of thinking is your your income streams and trying to estimate those to know exactly what to expect and how much you're going to be bringing in once you retire. Exactly. Yeah, this really is an extension of the the know your numbers question that we we just went over. You got to know what your sources of income are going to be. You can get estimates from Social Security Administration. Not a lot of people out there get pensions now, but if you are one of the fortunate ones to still be entitled to a pension, then go to your company, have them run a pension estimate, and they'll give you those numbers. And then you can have an idea of how much you may need to take from your investments every month. But have realistic expectations of what retirement's going to look like. And if you're making $60,000 in a full-time job and you plan to retire and get a part-time job making $40,000, that job may not be out there. So Again, I would encourage you to be a little more realistic because you might get into retirement and learn that you really don't want to do anything else. And if you've put yourself in a position to where you're really going to be short, you're going to have some tough decisions to make. Yeah, that's important. We're talking about the things you need to be paying attention to as you're getting close to retirement, maybe that final decade, maybe that final three or four years uh, of working, what you need to be paying attention to. And it 
It takes us to our last one. And this is important as you make that transition from work life to retirement. And that's understanding how your needs are going to change. Yeah, we see this all the time. And I've seen it as my clients age. And I'll kind of go a little bit different way on here. Typically, you know, we think as inflation, things get more expensive, we may spend more money over time. What I've seen is almost the opposite. Because there's really three phases of retirement, the go-go years, the slow-go years, and the no-go years. The go-go years is when you're young enough and healthy enough to do things, and so typically you'll spend more money. The slow-go years is usually when you're you know, in the 70 to maybe 80 range, and your body starts breaking down a little bit. You're just not as healthy enough to travel. You may spend less money. And then once people are 80, 85 years old, a lot of times those people don't want to do anything and they stay home. And so their expenses could be less. So that's one way to look at it. But keep in mind that healthcare expenses will continue to be a bigger part of your overall expenses as you age. So just, just make sure. My parents tell me all the time, you know, when, when I'm telling them about one of our kids' ball games, they have to look at their calendar, not because they're doing something. It's because of a doctor's appointment. And I know that resonates with a lot of a lot of folks out there. Yeah, I'm sure it does indeed. And you know, these are all important things that you need to pay attention to. And, you know, if you haven't thought about this or you're still trying to figure it out, you know, we would highly recommend you get with somebody and uh, start laying that plan out. It's never too late, right, Lee? It's never too late to get with a financial advisor. I mean, even, even if you're a few years out, you might think, well, I've, I've never I haven't used anybody for, you know, the first 30 years of, of working, but there's still a lot you can accomplish over those last few years. Absolutely. Absolutely. There, it's never too late. I always say the best time to to start working with a financial advisor or start investing was 20 years ago. The next best time is today. So don't put it off any longer. Make sure you're getting valuable help from a fiduciary advisor. Somebody's got your best interest in mind. And Lee and his team is that as well. So, you know, check Absolutely. him out, jlperkinswealth.com, JL Perkins Wealth Management, which serves all of uh, the Macon area and, and surrounding communities. And they have an office right there in Northside Crossing. So you can go visit with him in person as well. But if you want to set up an appointment, you can do so online, but you can also call at 478-254-3550. So Lee, thanks. Uh, you know, hopefully somebody you know, the listening takes away a couple notes from this and can really kind of get things in order as they plan yeah. for retirement because it's an important transition time. Absolutely. I think we nailed a couple of good tips today. So it's good stuff. We'll do more of that uh, down the road. So make sure you subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasting apps and make sure you check out uh, the website. You can listen to this and all episodes online at JL Perkins Wealth. Dot com. Just find that podcast tab, click on it, and you'll see all the past episodes. So go back and listen to some things you might miss. We cover a number of different topics and uh, all very valuable to you. So thank you, Lee, for your time. Uh, we'll wrap it up on that note. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next time right here on the Making Money Podcast. Investment advisory services are offered by J.L. Perkins Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor and insurance agency. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified tax, legal, or investment professional before taking any action.